When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Yes. Welcome to Sports Day. It's not too far away now. I think when you look at sporting calendars, I know it's only still fresh, but it's got to go down as one of our most exciting sporting moments, potentially. Whether it's male or female, I cannot wait. It has encaptured everyone in the country. Even if you're not a football fan, the Matildas taking on England very, very soon. Only 90 minutes away, actually. And England, a team that stands in their way, fourth ranked in the world. Australia ranked 10th, and they have swept all before them thus far, other than Nigeria. It was a bit of a blip on the radar, but they recovered from that. And we find ourselves in what an amazing moment it was Saturday night. And now we get to celebrate it again. Uh, the only script that would have been better, I think, as I bring in Daddy Vass, who's going to join me here today. Actually, before we talk about that, Matt Rogers. Jason Woogie Matthews. Exactly. It's myself, <laughs> Scotty Sattler, and Daddy Vass as well helping out today. How are you? G'day, Sats, Well, the mate. only script, I was going to say, the only script that would have been better than what we're seeing tonight <laughs> is to, for the Matildas to face England in the final on the weekend on Sunday, post-Ashes. Could there have been a better script than that? I don't think so. No. It would have been outstanding. But, you know, we, we take what we get. Uh, Matildas versus Sweden. Gustavsson. Oh, it, it's, his form, it's his form. Well, yeah. It's his country. Yeah. It's his, um, yeah, there'd be mixed emotions mm. there, wouldn't there? Absolutely. You, you know what, Sats? Yeah. I spoke to a friend today. Mm. I said, mate, you're going to be watching the Matildas tonight. He said, no. Nah. I said, what? He said, mate, I'm going to be in bed. He said, it's too late for me. Do, do you reckon it's eight o'clock's a bit late or? Eight o'clock is too late for an NRL kickoff. Mm. But when we're dealing with such the, the enormity of a sporting event like this, mm. I wouldn't care if it was on at midnight and it was played across the other side of the country. You're still watching it. I'd be waking up yeah, and watching it and call. listening to it on SEN without a, without a doubt, mm. without a doubt. It's, um, I've got to say, rivalry never stops between Australia and the old firm, England. And it didn't stop also yesterday when the heroic goalkeeper, Mackenzie Arnold, her response when asked by a UK journo about getting knocked out of the final. Is the idea of being knocked out of this tournament at this stage with a final at stake by England sort of almost unthinkable to you? I mean, being knocked out by anyone is kind of unthinkable. I think, yeah, we would. there's probably a lot of English people that would love to see us knocked out by England, but I think there's more Australians that would love to see England knocked out by us. So um, <laughs> in terms of the rivalry, again, we have such big rivalries with so many different countries. So it's just another game for us. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Brutal. Well held. Yeah. Held herself in great esteem there, like mm. she did in the goals. When asked to take that retake, on Saturday night because her foot crossed the line yeah, before she came before out a little bit. Mm. To be able to recalibrate yourself and have the frame of mind to to react to the same kick. She's a special young lady, Gold Coast girl.
coming up on the show. Former Matilda and SEN football commentator Alicia Canavis is going to join us. There's still some NRL going on. Round 25 this week, and this man has been going outstanding in his role with the Knights, and that is the coach, Adam Bryan, is going to join us also. Most, both Matty Rogers and I caught up with him earlier on today, and also one of our favourite segments, That's Ridiculous, and up next, after the break, we'll catch up with Alicia Carnivus. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Now it's Courtney Vine. Looks cool. Vine scores! And Australia are into the semi-finals. Courtney Vine has done it. Australia, a mighty victory. And the Matildas are scaling new heights. They are scaling new heights and it is one of the biggest events on the Australian sporting calendar in recent memory. And all of the country is behind the Matildas tonight. Not long till kickoff now. And this young lady, former Matilda, she's always been great with her time when it comes to uh, when it comes to anything to do with the Matildas. And it's Alicia Carnavis, who is a former Matilda and joins us on Sports Day. How are you, Alicia? I'm good, Scott. How are you? This fine Sydney and nationwide afternoon. It's a big one. Oh, you it can is, feel it everywhere. It is so massive. You know, <laughs> just to see people walking down the street and wearing green and gold to work today and... Uh, as as an ex-Matilda, what are the range of emotions that you've been going through over these last two or three weeks? It's really funny. This is the first game I've had my husband in town with me at all, and he thinks I'm a bit weird because <laughs> it's literally like my brain's gone into pre-match mode as an athlete. I, I feel nothing. I'm very calm and cool and collected and just focused on what's ahead. And he's going, aren't you excited? Don't you see everyone walking around like the green and gold's amazing and I just, it's very different for, I think, the past players, but equally exciting. And if anything, I've just felt so much pride thinking I would have never imagined this here at home. It's simply sensational. Did you shed a tear on Saturday night? No, uh, no I was more stressed than, than about the emotions. I think I could actually breathe finally after Courtney converted that wonderful penalty. But I think um, the emotions probably set in more so the next day, just the... the magnitude I guess of, of the achievement and I think now tonight with this semi-final the world's our oyster at the moment and a result will obviously see us in the final and um, what a moment if that's the case. Yeah absolutely. I, I woke up Sunday morning hoping it wasn't Saturday morning. It was one of those feelings you know thinking yeah. was that all a dream last night? It was just so exciting. Now before we get you to answer this yesterday uh, coach Tony Gustafsson hinted that Matilda's will have an unchanged lineup. Listen to this. When it comes specifically to Sam, she pushed through more minutes than we hoped for, to be honest. Uh, one of the reasons why we kept her on the bench was that we were uncertain how many minutes she had coming back from, from that calf injury, but also the limited training minutes she had. Uh, the way she pushed through was fantastic and impressive, both from a mental and physical aspect. She recovered well. Uh, she trained today. So she's available. It'll be a, a meeting tonight again to see best starting 11 and best finishing 11 and whether we plan for 90 minutes or plan for an extra time and those type of decisions. There will be some tough decisions tonight again, but Sam is definitely available for selection. What are you thinking? Any late mail there? Alicia, do you think that she'll start from the bench? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll say this to you. If you're England, what don't you want to see? Yeah. Do you want to see... You don't want to see Sam Kerr starting or warming up 20 minutes into the game? Uh, personally, if I'm England, um, 
I'm not too worried either way because they're going to have to manage her at some point in the yeah. match, whether it's the start or the end. So it doesn't matter. And it's more about if she's coming on at the end, can they maintain her and still have the engines to maintain her coming in at the back end? So I think if I'm England, the preference would be to see her from the start and work her out early. I actually think Tony will surprise us and she'll start tonight. I've been a huge advocate for keeping the starting eleven. Um, because they've done a great job and if it's not broke, why fix it? It's sort of my mentality with, with the strategy. But I actually think tonight, of all nights, she does need to start, particularly with how threatening she's been in the English Premier League, the Women's Super League mm. over for Chelsea. So I think it's a great opportunity for her if she is available and fit to start and if she can give us a good 60, 70 minutes that will be enough for us to get the job done. She had an immediate effect when she came on, didn't she, on Saturday night. Now, the come, to, come down factor, it, it's hard to balance that energy. And, and what I mean by that is the Matildas versus Ireland, and then we face Nigeria, yeah. and we had our pants pulled down. Now, will the Matildas feel a sense of trying to balance that, that energy, do you think? Or do you think they wi- ride the wave of energy and, and use it to your advantage? I think it's a combination of both. I mean, you mentally have to be strong enough to be able to regroup and and hold again, and that's really, really difficult. People talk about confidence off the back of wins, and I think sometimes, just like you said, getting the balance now of of patting yourself on the back, but being able to to re-inject and go again onto the next match, which is equally important, is a big one. Um, So for me, I think they're quite a grounded group. They would have... um, collected thoughts and I saw a few of them on their way to Sydney at the airport um, on Sunday morning and and they looked um, in good spirits and and things were pretty relaxed so I dare say that's happened already and they'll be looking to do what we all thought was the unthinkable and try and get Australia through to a World Cup final berth which will be sensational. Short turnaround is a good thing also I think Alicia the Saturday through to Wednesday it's I suppose it doesn't give you time to think too much. Now, we had numerous opportunities in the quarterfinal versus France, failed to convert in regular yeah. time. Is, is is that still some of the areas that we need to tidy up on? Is that something you think Gustafsson would have focused on throughout the, the last four or five days? Yeah, I think so. And I think where we are really good as a team um, is when we score early or we're able to just get in front and get the confidence up. We saw it against Canada, just scoring quite early was good. And then against the Danes as well. So that allowed a bit of, I guess, freedom to play after that initial goal in both of those games. And you could just see the game start to open up throughout the remaining minutes of the match. I think where we've we've battled it out, i.e. with Ireland or Similarly, with, with France on the weekend, that's when things can get a little bit um, touch and go and obviously nerves start to set in. So I think Tony would be looking to get the preference, obviously, is to score early and then start to build into the game and, and make England chase the game. They don't mm. like to chase games. They, they also like to be quite comfortable and um, grind out wins. So if the Matildas can get ahead early, I think that would be the goal. Well, I'll touch on that. They snuck past... Um, Colombia. Colombia, they did. They snuck past Colombia, England, yeah. um, conceded the first goal. But but uh, they've got a couple of handy Lionesses not playing tonight. So for the listeners that yeah. aren't really uh, across the, the Lionesses' side, just give us a bit of intel into those, those players that aren't playing tonight for England. Yeah, well, 
mainly the, the big stand-up players that actually didn't travel to this World Cup, Leah Williamson and Beth Mead, both, both with knee injuries. They were just not fit to travel post-ACL. It was just all too soon. And Leah Williamson was their captain and Beth Mead, just a massive, massive influential player for them during the Euros last year, which saw them win the Euros as well. Um, then, obviously, we've come here to Australia, and I think the whole world has seen the Lauren James um, stand mm. on uh, that incident on the Nigerian player as well. And I think that, um, you know, kind of soured the milk a little bit for a lot of people just towards, I guess, the English. And obviously, Lauren James is a very experienced player, but we all can say she had a brain snap and she's since apologised and received a two-match ban because of it. Um, people would argue that should have been three matches, of course, but it is what it is. So they're without some really, really in, um, influential players that would ordinarily run their team from defence all the way through to attack. And so that, uh, I'm sure, has been felt um, just with their cohesion. And like you said, they scraped straight through Colombia in that match and perhaps didn't look as threatening throughout the matches they would have even liked. And I think they'll be looking to balance things out themselves this evening if they're going to get a result against Australia. Now, before we let you go, I know how excited you are, and I'm going to ask you about the how all the afternoon has, has played out. What sort of levels of energy and and uh, and nerves that you've gone through? But before we do that, Caitlin Ford has been one of my favourites for, for many years, but I've got to say, yeah. she's become my favourite, this young lady. 20 years of age, she got great composure. What have you made of Mary Fowler's first World Cup? It's a funny, um, funny feeling watching Mary Fowler. My husband actually got out all of my old jerseys from yesteryear, and he goes, look at this, number 11. Look who wears the jersey yeah. today. Isn't this amazing? <laughs> I said, well, funny. Of all the players, I just love how she plays. Mm. Her style of, of the way that she plays is very, um, I wouldn't say similar to me, but attacking-minded, and I really, really enjoy watching how she performs. And I'd agree with you, Caitlin Ford, for me, was always going to have a wonderful tournament off the back of her season in England. But Mary Fowler has really stood up. She's only 20 years old. Oh, no. And I just think how bright is her future. Um, if we look at, say, Sam hitting the 30s now, uh, she's 10 years behind Sam. So I think we're in good hands over the next four, five, six, seven, eight years with Mary at the helm. Uh, I dare say she will be. And, yeah, it's just so exciting to see her progression, and I hope she has a wonderful match this evening. Okay, as we speak to you now, only a few hours out from kickoff, not long now, actually, less than that, because you would have gone through a wave of emotions. Alicia, what yep. What part of the emotional wave are you on right at this very moment? I'm on the calm wave <laughs> at the moment. I think I'm just about the only person in Sydney that's feeling calm because I walked out on uh, Pitt Street earlier and down George Street and there's nothing like calm it's just buzzing down there and but I I feel like at the moment calm is good I'm sure when I walk into that stadium and I, I watch the players walk out there'll be a few emotions that'll be a little bit different but at this stage calm and I really hope the team are feeling the same way because I, I'm so confident in what they're going to be able to do tonight and bring on Sunday because I think we'll be there yeah beautiful Alicia Canavis Former Matilda, great to get your insight in tonight's clash. We cannot wait. Thank you for taking time out on a very special occasion for yourself uh, and joining us on Sports Day. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Yeah, she's very intelligent.
Alicia Canavis has a great outlook on the game, part of the SEN commentary as well. Outstanding Matilda. Where, as we said, I've just learned that. Then where, Where's the same number, Mary Fowler, as her as well? Wow. Yeah. I like what she said about her husband asking her, aren't you excited? Yeah, Come on, look at, look at the atmosphere. And it's, she's been like, nah, it's been great. Nah. It's been so good. It's <laughs> been so good. Uh, Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side -side brand. Let's get to an NRL update. And Tim Sheen's announced as of this morning that he is set to set, uh, step down as Tigers coach at the end of the season. He's meant to coach through next season. Benji Marshall taking over in 2025. And I'm glad he has made this decision. Yeah. We spoke about this a few weeks ago. I, mm. I felt as though the best scenario moving forward was they don't have a general manager of rugby league. So I think for, for Tim to be able to step back a bit and allow Benji to, to take the reins next year is, a, is, is smart for the club. They need to get to that sooner. And, but I'm led to believe that Tim won't hang around too long, that he will possibly head back to England, not in a coaching assignment, but to go back there to live. He, he loves living over in the UK and could move back there as of as early as at the end of the year. So that's going to be interesting. And Benji won't have Tim looking over his shoulder. And there's some stages I think Benji probably, he might find that refreshing. But also sometimes you just need that person to fall back on and that's I suppose with social media and WhatsApp and and FaceTiming and everything now Tim Sheens is only one phone call away so yeah it's, uh, I think I think it's going to be good for the club you know they'll be better for the run but they need a general manager in there yeah ASAP mm. to control everything c control development recruitment the the football operations the resources the staffing I've got one question for you yeah Tim Sheens steps down mm. Benji in full control next year. What I don't like about it is as as a head coach, you want to come in with your roster, right? Well, so, not really. You'd like to. That's the perfect scenario, but mm. sometimes you don't always don't get what you want. I just I, I wonder how, how many players are going to be left over from what Tim Sheens has chosen as part of this. The big year. question moving forward is can Scott Fulton, the head of recruitment, and Benji Marshall work together? Because if they can't it is, it is trouble stations for West Tigers moving forward, mm. more, more so than what we're seeing at the moment. If there's a breakdown between head of recruitment and your head coach, this is where you need a general manager who has a great understanding of operation, mm. but more importantly has a great understanding of the rugby league landscape as well. To be able to work with those egos and be able to get them to the table, and I'm talking about different egos in a rugby league club, not the individual egos, all these different egos and personalities – and get them to work together for the common cause, which is the club. Um, that's the biggest concern for the West Tigers at the moment. Not Tim Sheen stepping down and Benji taking over next year. Who's that general manager of rugby league going to be that can come in there and calm the waters? Tell you what, if I'm Benji Marshall, I'm signing Buller on a three-year deal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, without a doubt. I think three years is enough for him to grow, improve himself, mm. re-sign him then. Yeah. Don't, don't, nothing more than that. Yeah. Right? Mm. Uh, just and some more exciting news that it's been announced today. The 2023 Pacific Championships is going to be has been scheduled and will be played post season, starting October 14. We're seeing Australia, Samoa, New Zealand, PNG, Cook Islands, all playing in a as I said the Pacific Championships, which is pretty exciting. Very exciting. I think there's yeah well, there's six teams in the men, seven teams in the women competition as well. So exciting times for rugby league. Post-NRL Grand Final, still plenty to watch, plenty of NRL stars and potential stars playing 
in that Pacific Championships. Let's get to a break. After the break, Newcastle Knights coach Adam O'Brien. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Gagai finds Crossman. The arm's okay. Here's Ponga kicking, pushing through. Hetherington's there. Hetherington scores. All the forwards lining up for points today. The Knights have backed up a 66-0 outing against the Bulldogs six weeks ago. They made it six wins on the trot. Yeah, they're sitting seventh on the NRL ladder at the moment, and they are flying. And they come from, I think, one of the best fan bases in the game. And mm. this man has got plenty to do with it, along with a lot of other players and, and a lot of his coaches as well. And that man is Adam O'Brien, coach of the Newcastle Knights. How are you, Ad? G'day, guys. How are we? Really good. Well, mm. you'll, you'd be feeling better, I think, at the moment. I mean, you don't want to get put the, the cart before the horse, but six in a row, and, and I'm hearing... And we're just talking about this off air. I'm, I'm hearing that it's a sold out against the Bunnies on Sunday. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct, mate. Yeah, the first time, uh, I, I think, since about 2012. So, um, yeah, very excited to get a full uh, McDonald Jones Stadium on the weekend. And when the footy team's going well, the, uh, the whole town gets behind them. It's outstanding. Sunday afternoon oh, the for the old marathon. How good yeah. is it? Now, as a coach, I know it gets exciting when you think about potential finals positions and you're in, in that precarious situation where you've got to just keep winning and let the results um, do the rest. But how do you avert the attention and the excitement away from the playing group at or do you use it as motivation? Uh, a little bit of both. I think, uh, you know, there's no show. The players aren't silly. They understand that, you know, the the energy and the feel around the town and they and they they'd be aware that, the stadium would be full on the weekend. So, you know, we don't run away from that sort of, I guess, pressure that comes with that. I think uh, embracing it, we're very fortunate to be in that position. But at the same time, I think, Sats, we've been uh, we've been really consistent all year, Whether regardless of result. We've been really consistent on how we've, you know, reviewed performances. You know, we have identified the things that we, you know, that we thought that we'd done well. Um, and we always find something to get better at. And I feel like the last two weeks, uh, whilst very, very pleased that we've got the result, um, felt like it hasn't been our best 80-minute performances. So, you know, the guys understand that it's staying really present and making sure that we're identifying those areas that we want to get better at and making sure that we're preparing that way this week. Adam, it's... Has there been uh, big changes from sort of the results you're getting earlier in the year to now? I mean, obviously having six on the trot, you know, things are working. But, you, you know, you had some unlucky losses earlier on in the season. Um, you've gone back to back with six wins now. Have there been big changes or has it just been, you know, the, the little things that, are, that you're getting right now as a group? Yeah, mate, mate, really good question. I, I don't feel like it has been massive changes. I felt... You know, it wasn't like we came in and just ripped up the game plan and started again. I think we, you know, those games, two and four point games there against quality opposition, we just identified moments of the game where we let it get away from us. So it wasn't like wholesale changes. We didn't have big campfire meetings or anything like that. I think showing that consistent resolve and um, and not overreacting to them has probably held us in good stead later in the year and results have fallen our way. 
Yeah, nice. Well, mate, there's reports that um, Hastings' injury is not quite as bad as first thought. Will he be charged with grade three carry-on? <laughs> no, no, I, I, he, should be, only, be, he should be nicknamed the Crow Sausage. <laughs> there'll be some teammates that will uh, <laughs> certainly bring that same phrase up. Look, <laughs> with Jacko, obviously he had a season-ending injury on that yeah. ankle. Uh, there's a bit of hardware in there, so he's yeah. had a couple mm. of... Uh, Surgeries, and thankfully, that's probably what's kept it all intact. The surgery yeah. has been a success and strengthened it. And obviously, with all that hardware in there, is a you know it adds to a bit of pain, but also the anxiety too. Yeah. You know, he's you know a guy that's come off a season-ending injury, and he's been so good for us this year. And it just, I think, it's more of a reflection on how much this sort of means to him, the, the team and the season. But um, I know that there'll be some players that will bring up the same stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, Ads, I, I love this young man. I, I want to know more about him. I don't know enough. I don't think we all know don't know enough about this young player. He's Leo Thompson. He's very James Fisher-Harris-like. He's built like him. He runs like him. He's got that steely look in his eyes. I know he's got a rugby union background, but how good can this young man get? Mate, so Dad said he. Oh, I don't know how good he can get. He's, he's, you know, if in terms of his rugby league experience, he's nowhere near his, his ceiling. But, you know, I'll probably show my age here. But if you think Clubber Lang in Rocky Three, that's Leo. You know, he's. Uh, <laughs> Just mate, before games, I'm even nervous talking to Leo. He's that focused about what he wants to do, and um, he inspires his teammates just by. I guess how much of a man he is. He's just mm. that determined. And very. I think he's the comparisons uh, to James Fisher-Harris. While, you know, Fisher's probably done a fair bit more in the game at the present point, their demeanour is very much the same. Yeah, great styles. Mm. Now, Dane Gagai, seasoned veteran, love watching him and have always loved watching him play. How how much of a competitor he is, Ad? He's back to great form again leading into the finals. What's he like as a teammate? Does he does he get around the younger players? Is he Does he like to educate them? He does exactly that. Yeah, he's uh, he's an extension of the coaching staff, Gags. He understands the game really well. He understands, you know, how the game feels during periods of the game and how to get ourselves, you know, get ourselves through that. Uh, probably his greatest attribute, not only his knowledge, but he can articulate a point really well. Uh, and he does, you know, we've, we've got some guys in and around him that aren't big talkers. Well, Gags more than makes up for that. So... They seem to play better around him because he, um, you know, he commentates everything that's coming their way, which helps them, you know, defend shape when it's coming because Gags has, uh, you know, identified it and talks him through it. So, yeah, he's been enormous for us. Yeah, mate. You've got Kai Pierce-Paul from the UK Super League, big rangy back rower, outside back type. Mate, are you looking at him as a replacement for Fitzgibbon or Dom Young? Uh, we'll start Kai in the, in the back row. We see him as a, as a back row option for us. He, uh, anyone that's seen Kai play, he's very athletic, got great skill for a big man. Um, they've actually played him a little bit in the middle over there. He's played a lot of centre, so he's pretty versatile. But, yeah, first and foremost, we see him as, a, uh, as an edge back rower for us. Um, Fitzy's been outstanding this Hasn't year for us. And obviously, with him going overseas, we... Um, Needed to make sure that we were we getting some back row option there, and him and Jack Cartwright will uh, will fill that sort of yeah. void for us. Yeah, you got some good signings, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, you Jed, still got so much to good. look forward to mm. this year. But you know, young Jack Cogger, and of course, young Will Price, mm. who who's an exceptional young player in the UK. Now, you, you spoke about 
there's not a lot of big talkers in the club. This guy is definitely not one of those. And I'll talk about Frank Barrett, your your media manager, because Blake Green, <laughs> we spoke to him when you guys were over in Perth playing the Dolphins, and he said he's still recovering from sitting next to him on the plane over to Perth. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I have a word count with Frankie, he, uh, and he burns through him pretty quickly. <laughs> uh, no, he's... Uh, Mate, he does a great job. He, uh, if we need to bring the energy up, he does a, lo- a lot of good things around hosting our functions. Uh, he's got a great sense of humour. But yeah, for you know someone like me that I, I probably don't talk a lot either. Um, <laughs> parking Frank beside me can uh, drain me pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. Makes uh, up for it. Makes up for it. Yeah. Now before yeah, we yeah. let you go, Carlin Ponger, of course, he's he's always on everyone's lips when we talk about the Newcastle Knights. He's been exceptional, mm. seeing that he didn't play that origin. He's been able to focus on this club footy. But there's been a change in his game. And I don't know whether it's – and you'll be able to answer this, Adam. It, it seems as though that he's – if this makes sense, that he's studying the game more as opposed to just going out and playing it. Would that be fair? 100%. Yeah, spot on. I think uh, yeah, KP right from the start uh, in November, he only took – couple of weeks off and then trained all the way through but you're right he's a real student of the game I think he's just matured you know Mm. he's got older he understands what his strengths are he understands the game a lot more but he's certainly invested in not only his own performance but as captain of the club the team's performance he watches a lot of video now yeah I just think it's you know he's he's matured as a football player and uh uh, we're certainly reaping the benefits of it. Yeah, that's great yeah. to hear. That's great to hear. Now, Sunday, this Sunday, McDonald Jones Stadium, 2 p.m. It's a sellout, so the only way you're going to get to watch it or listen to it is is on the TV or with SEN. So make sure you get in for this game because it is going to be an outstanding an outstanding mm. co- um, competitive game. Uh, Adam O'Brien, coach of Newcastle Knights, going great at the moment. Good luck leading into the finals, mate. Thanks Good for luck. joining us on Sports Day. Thanks, that's, that's, thanks, Marty. Thanks for having me, boys. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. There's got to be an investigation into this. This has got to be, someone's got to be accountable for this. Now, Daddy Vass, in the theme of football slash soccer, mm-hmm. okay, we, we thought we, we should have a that's ridiculous. It's been announced <laughs> Paris Saint-Germain superstar Neymar mm-hmm. has signed with the Saudi League, Al-Halal, a team. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's not ridiculous. <laughs> okay. That's good for the Saudi League. What is ridiculous is what his contract involves. Three hundred million over two years. Come on, that's ridiculous. Okay, so it's just under sort of three million a week. So keep what? hitting them, yeah. Keep what? hitting them, yeah. Come on, that's ridiculous. Just under three million a week. Okay. Oh. Full access to a private jet that sits on the tarmac just in case he wants to use it. Come on, that's ridiculous. An $89,000 bonus every time his team, Al Halal, wins. Come on, that's ridiculous. His own mansion with a full detail of staff. Come on, that's ridiculous. Now get this one. Okay. You can control the controllable. Sometimes you can't control whether you win a game or not. Okay, because you've got yeah. so many other players around you. But this one you can control. He gets $500,000. This is US. Okay. Yeah. Every time he posts a promotional social media message about Saudi Arabia. Come on, that's ridiculous. So he can control Are you that. Serious? He can do one a day. Nah. That's just that's for 
That's the best ridiculous I've ever heard. Come on, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Outstanding. Oh, we're in the wrong. We're in the wrong game. Let's get to what a break. We'll wrap the show up after this. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. I'm nervous. I don't know why, but I'm really nervous. Our Matildas have, have achieved enough in this World Cup. And we are the great bandwagon country in the world when it comes to sport. We love to jump on the back of something. <laughs> and the Matildas, I think, even if they don't win tonight, and I hate saying that, I think we're still so proud of them, what they've mm. achieved. But I'm so nervous. I reckon I reckon uh, goal in the first half now tonight. If Alicia, I'm going on the back of an expert. If Alicia is right and, and Australia score first and England struggle to really chase good opponents, they had to chase Colombia. They conceded one real, a great goal early. But, yeah, if we can get one early. I liked what she said about Sam Kerr when they've they've burned a lot of energy oh, and then Sam Kerr comes yeah, on and, bang. and burns them. Mm. I actually, She's actually convinced me it wouldn't bother me if she started, even though I know nothing about the game. What would Stadium Australia sound like if Kerr got a goal tonight? Oh, my God. <laughs> the national anthem tonight would be like the 2003 Rugby World Cup yep. final. It'd yep. be amazing. Uh, thank you very much to to Alicia Canavas to come on to, uh, to tell us a bit her thoughts around... Uh, what's going to happen tonight and who th- she thinks will be the dangers tonight. Adam O'Brien, thank you from the Newcastle Knights for joining both Matty Rogers and myself earlier on. And, uh, of course, Daddy Bass, thank you for helping me out this afternoon and tonight. No and not, problems. Not long till kickoff right now. Go to Tillies. This is Sports Day.